Hey guys, I want to let you know about two important and timely events. My mom's Bible study companion for the Gift of Prophetic Encouragement book will release Tuesday, February 11th. The Gift of Prophetic Encouragement Bible study, Living a Lifestyle of Encouragement, is now available on Amazon.com with special pricing for the ebook. Order your copy today and be ready to join Debbie as she guides you through living a lifestyle of encouragement through a six-week Lent season video-based Bible study beginning February 26, 2020. For more details or to sign up, look in the show description or visit DebbieKitterman.com. Hi, I'm Debbie Kitterman, and welcome to Dare to Hear, the podcast, where we encourage you, equip you, and challenge you to dare to hear the voice of God. Well, today, my special guest is Jennifer Ives. She is a minister and international conference speaker with a heart to equip the church in the supernatural and for raising up passionate and effective prayer. She is a regular contributor to Charisma Online and The Elijah List. She has um, been featured in several Christian television shows, hosts the popular podcast Take 10 with Jen, and authored several books, best-selling books. Jennifer lives with her husband, Ron, and their two children in Turlock, California, where she serves as an executive pastor at Harvest Church. And Jennifer is also a fellow chosen author. Jennifer, I actually have all three of your books here. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about glory carriers. Wonderful. But I was um, I was really excited when I had the opportunity to endorse this. But I first met you. We actually hadn't met face to face, and um, our our editor at Chosen had connected us, and so you had endorsed my book, and then I got the opportunity to endorse yours. And one of the things that I absolutely loved about this book because I believe that the um, relationship with the Holy Spirit is a foundational key to for us as believers and in this book you really talk about how to cultivate a real relationship with the holy spirit so thank you for joining us today and uh, can you talk about what it looks like to develop um and, and cultivate a real relationship with the holy spirit absolutely i i found that um many people are wanting you know they want to walk in the power of god they want to walk in the demonstration of god or you know they they, they really desire that um, but to actually see that happen consistently is, is going to require a very real relationship with the Holy Spirit. And this is where I see the gap uh, that many of us have. A lot of it is just not knowing how, you know, because how do you do relationship? You know, relationship uh, takes dialogue. Relationship takes time. Relationship uh, endures frustration. And we think sometimes that with the Holy Spirit, we're not going to have frustration. We're not going to have challenge. Um, you know, that, that it's just going to be instant and beautiful and la-di-da. And it's a real relationship, just like anything else. But but what's key about it is that, number one, the Holy Spirit wants nearness with you. He wants that. The Holy Spirit loves you. But he's also holy. And so his nature really comes into, there, there's a tension that comes uh, when you begin to pursue relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because even though we are positionally righteous, we are positionally pure, we're still uh, in the process of sanctification. I, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I still have sinned since becoming a Christian, okay? And, yeah, and so uh, with that, you know, um, to, to be a glory carrier with the visible manifestation, uh, the visible demonstration of signs and wonders that, uh, you know, coming forth from that relationship, it's a day in, day out, moment to moment dialogue, 
leaning in, um, talking to the Holy Spirit. And, you know, uh, for one of the things that I'm praying like right now in this very season is, I don't know about you, do you trail off in your mind? Like almost like you're having little conversations with different people because you're trying to work something out. You know what I'm saying? And I thought, why is, why am I not having a default conversation with the Holy Spirit as much as I'm conversing with everybody else in my head that I need to deal with? You know, I don't mean that like in a crazy way, you know, it's just kind of like I'm working stuff out in my head and, you know, like I need to deal with this person. So I'm kind of conversing in my head and working it out. I'm like, why do I not do that with the Holy Spirit? I'm like, he should be my dominant converser inside of my mind, you know, and, and I've been saying, okay, be my conversation, be my impulse, be my default, be my, you know, and I've been wanting it to him to come into more of a, a, a more integrated place within my own self. I realize there's pieces of me that have not really joined with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so once I recognize it, then I bring those things to him and say, okay, let's join here. We're not in union here. You know, it's just a little habit. It's a little thing that I notice. It's not this huge deal, but in the end, it is a big deal. You know, in the end, it's a part of me that's not one with him because this is about union with him. And so when this happens, this process and his process, um, the one thing that you will notice though, because the Holy Spirit, not only is he holy, but he's also supernatural, is you'll notice that the supernatural begin to emerge uh, in and through your life without striving. And that's something I want to emphasize because a lot of people are striving for power without um, cultivating the relationship and that's putting the cart before the horse um, backwards and so you've got to reverse that but there's there's a frustration on that end um, that you're going to have to work through um, and constantly feeling like you're, you're you're not quite getting it and yet the Holy Spirit still is there and inviting you in yeah you have um you on your social media you have this quote and you, you post it a lot and i absolutely love it because you say i can tell by the signs and wonders in your life who you've been spending time with and i think that's yeah. really what a glory carrier is about right is that right. we're operating in miracles signs and wonders in our life because of the time we're spending with the holy spirit yeah and then there's also you know i leave some room for people who are just beginning that journey because you know we're not competing Uh, It's not striving, but at the end of the day, I can tell you cannot fake a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You just simply can't. And then those that have actually uh, come into the place of anointing, and this does happen, they get anointed with a certain gift and he doesn't take it away, even if you withdraw from him. But eventually, if you withdraw from him in relationship, even though you're carrying that anointing, you will fail morally or in your integrity or something will fail because because that, that pressure of holiness is not happening in your life. So you can tell over a period of time, uh, you know, where, where people are at in their relationship. There's just, you can't, you cannot get away from that. Yeah, that's true. That's, uh, and I love how you um, really describe that, that it's really that we're not competing, we're not striving for. And so it's over the longevity of, of really watching. Um, your life and develop and how you're walking those things out. Now you say a couple of things in your book that I absolutely love. So I'm just going to, um, glory is one of my favorite, like I have it all bookmarked with all kinds of things. And so (laughs) my listeners to go find glory carriers plus her other books too, as well. Um, but you say that the Holy spirit is both gentle and fierce. And I, um, And I know that some people have a difficult time understanding both aspects of that and that there's some unhealthy fears that come up that are around that. Can you talk about that with us just a little bit? 
Sure. Well, there's been some very good and legitimate teachers who have taught the gentle side, you know, and, and I don't want to dismiss that. And I don't want to dismiss that revelation. Um, and really, um, you know, in, in a way to, to help you connect to the spirit of God. It's like, he's gentle. He's not going to harm you. He's not going to hurt you. Uh, you know, those kind of things. Um, but we also see in the Bible, I'm just going to bring it right back to the word. You know, we, we see that where he came upon Jesus like a dove. We see the gentle side, definitely. But then in the same breath, in the same breath in Mark chapter four, and it's only in Mark chapter, I think it's Mark chapter four, the book of Mark. I can't remember the exact address, but it's just one of the gospels. Um, and you see in the same breath that, you know, right as soon as the Holy Spirit rests upon Jesus and, you know, um, God the Father shouts his endorsement of his son, um, you know, for everyone to hear, you know, shouts it from heaven. Then you see the Holy Spirit drive Jesus into the wilderness. Um, and that's not so gentle. That word, um, uh, you know, where he's sent into the wilderness, where he's driven into the wilderness is the same word that we use when we say we're going to drive out a demon. It's the same, that same uh, intense push. And so uh, that's what the Holy Spirit did. He drove Jesus into the, the wilderness to be what? Tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. And that's not a pretty scene. That's, that's not pretty at all. And that was all that the Holy Spirit's doing. Um, so, so there's that side of him. And a lot of us, we just want to, we just want to, um, you know, engage the spirit of God when he's a certain in, in a certain dimension, not realizing that he has a lot of different dimensions. So that's one of them. Uh, the other thing I've noticed is that when he's getting ready to deliver somebody, I will notice the fierceness of the Holy Spirit. Um, cause he's getting ready to, you know, basically slay something, uh, to set somebody free. And I've, I've seen that happen. I've seen when he's come into, um, uh, you know, when I've been ministering in a room and there's a, a ton of deliverance that's about ready to, to take place. And I felt him just get fierce because he's going to go after it. And like together we're, we're taking this thing on, but his fierceness really is displayed. And so, so we have to be okay with him in all of his dimensions, let him take the lead and just, just recognize it for what it is. But, but you can't box him into the Holy spirit that you prefer. He's the Holy spirit. He's the person, he has a will, he has emotions. Um, he has a nature, um, to him, you know, that's, that's just who he is. And so I just wanted to bring that other side out. Um, because, because many times I think we don't always, uh, have the proper respect for the Holy spirit because we don't understand that he has those sides to him as well. Yeah, I think that's good because I think we are all so familiar with the gentle side of the Holy spirit. Yeah. But we don't understand this other side. It's kind of like understanding the fear of the Lord. People don't really talk about that as much today as they used to. And I think we really need to get back to that as well. well I agree. I have, I have so many questions for you, but um, I want to just, I want to go in a different direction in a minute, but um, because I want to talk about my favorite chapter in your book. But before we do that, can you give us just like a few things like for people are like, okay, well, how do I develop a more intimate, real, authentic relationship? What are some things that I could do that I could begin to implement today? Well, I just simply started with, you know, just presenting my own ignorance to the Holy Spirit about having a relationship with him. I'm just like, I simply don't know, <laughs> you know what to do. I know that this is the key. And so I'm going to ask you, Holy Spirit, to show me how to be your friend. 
And I just went after that one prayer for quite a while until he walked into the room in a way where I could, I could sense his person. Um, also, that's different than the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of you. If you're a believer in Jesus, he does reside on the inside of you. But there's also a resting upon, Isaiah chapter 11, verse uh, 1. And we also see that demonstrated in the life of Jesus, where the Holy Spirit rested upon him, came upon him. That's the more ministerial aspect. Um, you know, that, that's where the... the the demonst that's where the glory demonstration happens is when he rests upon you like that and he, co he comes in that form of a person, that identifiable form, or he comes in that, um, you know, like a Shekinah, the, in the form of Shekinah glory or Kabbalah glory, those kind of dimensions. This is when the miracles and all the signs and wonders happen. But in the midst of that, it, it, you know, you're, you're learning behind, behind the scenes how to really carry that and carry him and carry his nature in in union, um, and it's a wrestling match to be straight up with you because for for sure it's like who's going to be in control here, you know. And I I don't have it down to be honest with you. I you know I catch myself every single day like okay who's in charge here? Obviously I am right now. <laughs> you know? Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better, and I'm sure our listeners will be too. So thank yeah. you for being real. Yeah, and he's very gracious, but the reality is if you want to carry the glory, we have to submit those things to him and it takes time. This is not an instant, you know, this is this is a lifetime journey yeah. of pressing into the spirit of God and and having every piece of you subdued and brought into union with him. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you for that. Thank you for just, um, because sometimes I think we, we think, oh, well, we need this formula or this step-by-step -step process. And really what it is, is seeking after the heart of God and, and saying, I mean, it just seems so simplistic, but yet it's so powerful. I want relationship with you, Holy Spirit, show me how to do that and continually pursuing that. So thank you for that. And thank you for being real. Okay. Can we talk about my favorite chapter in Glory Carriers? Of course. Okay. Yes. So my favorite chapter is No Guts, No Glory. Okay. And, and so my listeners, we talk about this all, all the time. We talk about faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And yes. so one of, your, one of your quotes in this chapter is that a glory carrier develops into a risk taker because it then is a true lover of the Holy Spirit. Now, you talk also in this chapter about dead hearts coming to life. Yes. And um, the first time that I actually saw you in person, legit got to meet you was wow. at a conference earlier this year. And we had never met face to face, but you actually did ministry over dead hearts and having the Holy Spirit bring them back to life. And that was one of the most powerful times. I just want to say to everybody, if oh, they've seen you live, they need to find you. They need to find <laughs> where you're going to be and they need to see you live because the way you minister is so powerful, but so in tune with the Holy Spirit. And if they really want to understand what it means to have feel the fierceness of the Holy Spirit come in the room it's mm -hmm. tangible yes but yeah. can you talk a little bit about the miracle of dead hearts coming to life sure. no guts no glory chapter for me sure absolutely and so again pursuing this relationship with the Holy Spirit and learning to just you know follow what he's doing and trust him yeah. uh, when he's doing something that's different. And that's, that's, you know, where I believe we all, we want this, but when it really comes down to it, will we, will we go there? And so 
what had happened is I was uh, ministering in Australia, uh, in, in Perth, um, Australia. I think this was my second hit over there. My second, my second hit, my second conference over there. And, um, uh, the, the Holy Spirit counseled me. I can't remember if I put this in the book or not, but, uh, I, the Lord awakened me about, about, um, uh, you know what, let me, let me back up. I'm going to back up a little bit. Um, cause I was, I was talking about, I, I skipped a whole piece of it. Um, really what happened the first time I was in Perth and this was, I didn't know this was going to happen is, um, I was, you know, had a real bad, uh, warfare with one of the, the territorial spirits that's there. And that's something that I do, um, because I'm an intercessor and just, you know, that, that comes with the territory. And so I had just a really bad warfare going in, um, you know, ended up in the emergency room, which is very unlikely. It was a very, it was a Python like spirit that I didn't realize was such a territorial stronghold there. Um, and it, you know, I just like couldn't breathe, lost my breath. And, you know, I just had to work through that, you know, it's like an act 16, 16 thing. And, and so I was working through that and I ended up, you know, doing the conference, um, there, the prayer conference. And so, you know, at the end of the conference, the very last night of it, I, I was satisfied with the conference. I'm like, okay, this went well. Thank you, Jesus, because it was such a battle coming in. That night, the Lord visited me in the middle of the night. Um, uh, he literally pulled me out of the bed. The Holy Spirit pulled me out of the bed, brought me right to his chest. I mean, just like, like this embrace. But when he did that, something from him dropped right into my heart. Oh. Uh, you know, that's the best way I can describe it. And when that happened, I was undone like I've never been undone before and the reason I was undone is because um, in that moment I did not know it but it was like half of my heart had died and it came back to life my my heart resurrected and I, I had no idea that this had taken place until in that moment, my, the parts of me inside my heart that were dead, um, resurrected, came back to life. And now like all my heart was there mm -hmm. and, you know, and so I was completely undone and, um, and it, it changed me in that moment. I was completely changed at that moment. And, um, you know, and then, and then what it was, you know, people often ask, you know, well, why was your heart dead? And I'm like, well, because of life, you know, <laughs> grief and, and pain and all the stuff that I, basically the way I subconsciously managed it is I, I turned off the pain. And when I turned off the pain, rather than dealing with it, um, which, I mean, it's a survival skill. It's a coping skill that a lot of us engage and we don't, we don't always do it consciously. And so what had happened is I started killing off my own heart, not realizing that when, you know, you, the Lord commands us to worship him with all of our heart wholeheartedly. I didn't realize that I was, I was um, killing off my heart and I was no longer wholehearted. Mm -hmm. and, and not only was I no longer wholehearted, but when the eyes of your heart are shut when they're closed when they're blinded you can't discern like you're supposed to you can't hear god like you're supposed to you can't you can't be led by the spirit like you're supposed to none of those things function anymore i mean half of me was working and it was you know it seemed to be working pretty well but but i was on the way down i was sliding down and i didn't know it and he just sovereignly intervened with with his resurrection life and raised my heart back together okay and so so anyway i started ministering out of that experience for quite a while because it so impacted me and on top of it i had to go into a lot of um 
Christian counseling and inner healing uh, deliverance ministry personally to deal with all the reasons why my heart shut down, you know, and that's been an ongoing thing to be honest with you. And, um, you know, which is why we're going to actually head into an inner healing and deliverance Institute yeah. because I recognize that we have a huge need in the body of Christ for um, that kind of ministry um, because so many people, they, they're, they're dead inside. They're dying inside and they have no tools. There's no toolbox. There's no place to go. Um, you know, we just don't, we don't have the equip, the equipping for the level of trauma that people are bringing in the door these days. And so, so it's, we're, we're just going to start that out, you know, in March and on a whole nother level to be straight up with you. Um, but pushing forward, you know, being the risk taker. Now here's the risk taker thing. So I go through this experience, right? And it's glorious. It's wonderful. It's amazing. You know, I'm ministering out of it and people are just having all these encounters and experiences and, and it's wonderful. But, but I go back into the very same place and, and, you know, this is where I, I started this story and I realized I need to give you the backstory first, but I was going back in and our church just happened to be in a, a time of prayer and fasting and the Lord was, you know, uh, doing an unusual work of counseling in the middle of the night. My husband, you know, was counseled by the Lord in the middle of the night. Then I was counseled by the Lord in the middle of the night and he counseled me right before I'm going into Perth again during our prayer and fasting time as a church here in Turlock, California. And, and he counsels me for three hours straight. And he says, you're going to go there and you are going to um, uh, go into a travail. Intercessors know what travail is. That's the, the, the prayer that bursts something, right? Uh, it's, like, it's like the final push before the Lord does a miracle, right? Yep. And so he says, you're going to travail. And I'm like, fine. And then he says, you're going to travail. It's going to be a travail of heart. You know, normally it's, it's more of a womb travail for most of us who've had a travailing prayer before, you know, that, that type of prayer that you can't manufacture, you can't do it on your own. Only the Holy Spirit can do it. Um, you know, and so he says, you're going to have a travail of heart. It'll be very painful. You will want to die. You need, you need to tell their intercessors. You need to tell your intercessors to pray that you not die. No joke. He counseled me for three hours on this thing. And I'm like, what is this? You know? And so, so anyway, I'm just like, okay. And so, um, um, you know, I, I really, I, I didn't know what to think about it, to be honest with you. I think I was a little bit like, I'm, I'm not sure that this is even the Lord, but I think it is. And I'm just, I just did what he said to do. I'm like, okay, tell my intercessors, tell their intercessors, pray that I don't die. Apparently I'm going to do a travail of heart. And I have no idea what this means. So went in and everything that he said happened. I went into this horrific travail. I, I take, it took me places. I don't even know how to describe it. I don't have words for it. Um, I definitely did not want to live through it um, for sure. Yeah. And uh, went through it. And then the, the end result, there's, there was two things that happened. The end result is number one, um, you know, cause I'm, I'm an intercessor. I'm a land deliverer. I go into geographical territories. I prepare the way, uh, you know, deal with the territorial spirit so that the gospel can be preached and the churches can thrive. That's, you know, pretty much what I do. So, so this, so next thing I know there, there, this building, uh, came up for them to purchase. It was like going from this little small place to a five acre place. Right. Okay. And that's typical for me, you know, I'm, I'm land girl, building girl, you know, um, and, and so that's very typical, something that would happen through my ministry that someone would get blessed like that. So they ended up in this, this, uh, five acre building or uh, five or 10 acres. I can't remember. Um, so anyway, so that was what happened with them. But 
when this travail happened and I was coming out of it thinking, this is just horrific. God, how can you do this to me? You know, would you, would you really do this to me? So then, um, uh, uh, then the Lord says to me, twins. And I'm like, what? He says, twins. I did not even say, I wouldn't even acknowledge that word. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mention it because I was so horrified at what I just went through and that it was actually the Lord. And so I got back home and I was debriefing with my intercessors. And one of the, the doctors, uh, one of my intercessors is a, is a medical doctor. And he says, he says, the Lord is speaking to me. He says, he says, twins, he says, twins. And I'm like, no, no, this is, this can't be happening. And so anyway, probably about three months later, I'm on, I'm on my um, ministry center floor having a full on travail of heart again. Okay. Fortunately, my intercessors were there. Yeah. It was worse than the first one. Oh, no. And then I, I, I don't know what to say. And so next thing you know, within about a month, my husband walks in the door. He says, we're getting two new gatherings in two different cities. You know, so now we have these gatherings. They filled up instantly. Now we have a building in, that we're going into in the one, and we're getting prepped for another building in the other. And I'm just like, this is, I mean, it's, it just seems so unreal yeah. that this is how the Holy Spirit would do it through these kind of prophetic signs, these intercessory uh, ordeals. Um, you know, but but if you're really going to follow him, it's not always, you know, the 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 niceties and the fluffiness and the you know the things that we want okay it's the things that he wants and we do this together and this is how he chooses to accomplish things so you gotta you gotta just be ready for that you know that that he might take you into situations that that it could very well cost you you know your your that that might be the end of you and he ordained it and you have to really learn how to submit to that and actually hear it. Um, you know, so that was quite an experience. Um, I, I don't really want to do that again, but you know, if, if that's what he's doing, then we'll do it. But there's, and there's no formula for this. I couldn't say, oh, this is what the Lord's going to do with you, Debbie, in order to yeah. get your building or whatever. Yeah. I can't, I, I don't know. That's yeah. just the way it went down. Yeah. Which is so, which is so great because that's just the, the way that the Holy Spirit operates is so personal to each one of us. Right. But, I love what you said that we, we can't just take him the way that we want him, that, that if we're going to really go all in and if we're going to take risks for him, that we have to be willing to go where he wants to go and be obedient to that. So Jennifer, thank you so much for just um, joining me here on the podcast and for my listeners too, and my viewers on YouTube. Can you um, tell us how we can connect with you on social media and then how they can buy your books? Sure, absolutely. Um, you can connect to me on you know the the normal social media uh, venues such as Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. Um, my uh, Twitter and my Instagram are Praying Prophet, and then my Facebook is uh, Jennifer Evaz. My YouTube is Jennifer Evaz, and you can get my books at all the online um, digital outlets, or you can get it at my website jenniferevaz.com. Perfect. Can you talk a little bit too about the next Institute that's coming up in March? Um, I sure. personally, I'm going to be there. Like I am, I love your institutes. I love, um, every single one is different, yeah. powerful, but so effective. I come away charged hearing the Holy spirit and just so on fire for what I learned. So can you talk about the one coming up in March? 
Sure. It's the Inner Healing and Deliverance Institute. It's with myself and Katie Souza and Apostle John Eckhart. And it'll be March 5th through 7th, and you can register on Eventbrite. We do have an online option um, if you are absolutely unable to come in on campus um, or you can you know come in on campus um, we typically fill up now and have to shut down registration early uh, we're, we're trying to figure out how to work through that we haven't figured that out yet so so anyway uh, that's that's uh, coming up in March and um, I hope you can hope you can join us yeah and I'll make sure to put all the social media links and the link to get to the Eventbrite for that because I think this is this is going to be a really powerful institute and I was really excited because this has been a really difficult season and I just want to say to everybody you know that they're going and getting inner healing and deliverance is yeah. so essential if you want to be partnering with the Holy Spirit for any part <laughs> for my any phone's part. going off on my phone let's go on my computer whatever <laughs> hey, that's okay that happens so um Jennifer can you um can you pray us out with a prayer um about us being risk takers for God okay. I'll just I'm sign off on the sure sure Holy Spirit, we just invite you right now to just saturate us and and just to to move upon us like we have never known you to do so before. Uh, we want to know you. We want relationship with you. We don't know how. We don't know the next steps to take, but we're inviting you to speak to us and actually lead us and guide us into everything you want for us everything you want to do in us everything you want to do through us we just want to know you and so um holy spirit we we just invite you we invite you in and and help us to work through any walls and barriers that we have to you anything that we're afraid of anything that that we aren't ready to to give over to you give us your precious word so that we we would we would uh, know what to step out on as we as we submit everything to you and and we look forward to just just having this this amazing relationship with you that we never thought we could have before in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Jennifer, thank you so much. Can you tell us the title of your new book coming out in August? Sure. It's called Prophetic Secrets, Learning the Language of Heaven. And I'm very, very excited about it because it's just, um, it's going to, it's going to really, uh, it's very meaty. Um, it's, a, it's a meaty book about the prophetic and just dimensions of the prophetic that many of us, um, we don't know how to navigate very well because it hasn't been verbalized for us. Yeah, that's so that's so good. Also, I want to say too that um, on your um, website, people can go. You have the online classes and the online institutes that they can purchase back um, sessions of. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, and that's a different website. It's jenniferevazonline.com. Yeah. Um, and you can you can look at all of that and get the training courses. And I'll put all the links in there. So Jennifer, again, thank you so much for being with me today and talking about Glory Carriers. I hope that um, when the new book comes out, we'll get the opportunity to have you back on the podcast to talk about that. But I just want to thank you for listening to Dare to Hear the podcast, where we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of God. If you've been encouraged in any way, would you share this episode so that we can get the message out about Jennifer, about all of her books, especially Glory Carriers, the institute that's coming up in March, and then uh, leave us a review and just uh, like us on um, YouTube and share that with your friends as well. So thank you for joining us today. And until next week, have a blessed week. Bye.
Cause it's